Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 325. And tonight, oh my goodness, yeah, we are recapping Laura Olympus. We are recapping episodes 205, which is available now for free on Webtoon, and also 206, which is only available with FastPass and is also season two finale of Laura Olympus. And I got to say right now, the FastPass is worth it, guys. I mean, like it's something like $6 for 100 coins, and it costs seven coins to open up every Every episode a little bit early. And man, I'm so glad we didn't have to wait on this next one. Oh my goodness. Wow. We will give everybody a heads up before we start in on the season finale, because if you're not doing the fast pass, you should definitely uh, should read the episode before you listen to this podcast. So it was, I mean, it was absolutely everything that I wanted it to be. Yes. So just... Mm. (laughs) Now, I'm I'm almost wondering where they're going to take the story after this, because it really feels like it was just wrapped up deliciously. Yes. So we start out with episode 205, and at the end of the previous episode, of course, Persephone had... She'd gone into Hades' dream, and we think that she woke him up a little bit, enough to get Kronos out of his body, and then there was this crack as these doors were opening, and of course, who's on the other side at the beginning of episode 205 is Kronos in all of his big, mad titan glory. And she's freaking out because she didn't even think about that, the fact that she drove Kronos out of Hades' body. He'd have to go somewhere. And meanwhile, there's like the yellow um, liquid that's the blood of the gods is showing up in her hands, and she realizes that uh, Hades' wounds are all reopening, and Kronos says that basically now that Hades has managed to get her down here, or, well, he's blaming Hades, but of course it was all Kronos, now he doesn't need Hades anymore, and he can just get rid of him. And Persephone just stands up, and she unfurls all of those green tentacles when she's in goddess mode, and she tells him, don't you touch him! And then you pull back, and you see just how tiny she is compared to Kronos. And it's really, I mean, I love all of the images of her in this episode are her being like, most likely outgunned and outnumbered and outpowered and everything, but her eyes have gone all red and she's just this rage on her face and she is going into like full fertility goddess mode, even though she doesn't go into the big towering goddess mode, which might have made her instantly a match for Kronos, but she still looks really impressive. Yeah, and she's standing there and Kronos just reaches out, I guess, to stab her with his uh, claws. And she closes her eyes and there's a splash of yellow and she looks up and Zeus has thrown himself in between her and Kronos and gotten stabbed. And Zeus grabs her hand and says, tell my brother I'm sorry. And, <sighs> oh, I cannot believe that. <laughs> Zeus coming in to save the day again! Man. Now, the next image I was a little unclear of what was happening because you see him say something like, here we go. And I thought I saw like little electricity crackles around him. And then there's this just blinding light and you see a skeleton behind it. But I couldn't tell if the skeleton we were seeing was his or Kronos's. I feel like it was... Kronos. I feel like that was what Zeus did to try to bring all of the lightning of the gods down to fry him, which doesn't really work, but it does give um, Persephone a moment to run. And yeah, she yeah. she books it, and Kronos is chasing after her, and she sees that tree in Tartarus, and the pomegranate is back. This is very yeah. obviously Tartarus wants her to have this pomegranate, and she reaches out for it and gets dragged backwards because Kronos has caught her. Ah! Yeah. 
I know. And Kronos says, you know, he's learned a new trick. He's just, you know, he was going to use her for her power, I think. But he's like, no, I think I'll just swallow you. And I've learned a new trick, which means you're going to relive all of your nightmares over and over again. But you are a beauty. So if you beg sweetly enough, I might spare you. And Persephone just looks up, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And he's dropping her. He's like holding her upside down over his mouth, about ready to swallow her. And this light comes forward. You see this slash and you see in the air Athena in all of her glory with her spear coming down, just coming at him at just this glorious, glorious image of her. And the way she drew that was it almost looked like Athena was using the tip of her spear to carve her way down into the underworld. So it's a gorgeous image. And she attacks him and then suddenly there's Ares and Ares attacks him and Ares manages to get Persephone out of Cronus's hands. I'm like, yay, all the great people saving the day. And there's music in this episode too, which is why you need to, some people like to read this stuff on the desktop, which is totally cool. But as far as we know, the music only works on your phone. And the music was very cool. Yes, it was. Oh, very exciting stuff. And Ares has got a hold of Persephone and she's just like, I have to get back down there. And Ares is like, what? Why? And then he looks up and there's, it's either Cronus's foot or hand is just about ready to flatten Ares. And Ares is like, run! And she runs straight for the tree. That's what she had to get. She was determined to get to the tree to get that pomegranate. And she grabs it and she holds it up against her forehead. It's almost, I don't know if she's like praying that this will work or thanking Tartarus for providing it, but she rips it in half and there's this beautiful picture of her with one half in the air and one half held down and then she eats part of it and the view pulls away and away and away as she's eating that part of the pomegranate and then I think she just like starts choking and she falls off of the cliff that she's been standing on. Yeah. And Athena, who is being held squished in uh, Cronus's hands, she says something and she screams Persephone's name. And then she says, once I finish, I don't know, once I come out of my grief, I'm going to destroy you. And Ares is like, Athena, look! And you see... Oh my God. It's like somebody said it's like a magical girl transformation scene. (laughs) This beam of light coming up from behind that cliff face. And then the silhouette of Persephone just pulling herself up, but she's towering and she's made of light. And then she suddenly transforms into... The image that we've seen of her, I think that the fates saw of her, of the dread That's queen that. with the, yep, the crown yep. and everything and wearing the gorgeous black gown and just looking so badass. And that's where the episode ends, which is why I was so (laughs) glad we were doing the Fast Pass, because I'm like, oh, I can't stop there. No, if we hadn't been doing the Fast Pass before now, I would have been getting the Fast Pass, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're jumping right now into episode 206, which is the season finale, season two finale of Laura Olympus. And it just, we start out with Persephone and every image that you see of her, she's just so... It's like badass and joyful the whole time. Yes, she's not terrified at all. I mean, you've got a uh, a news helicopter flying around and it's sending everybody pictures of Persephone fighting against the escaped Titan Kronos. And I'm just like, oh, please let Apollo be watching this. Please let him be appalled. Oh, God. And... 
you've got Kronos, who's of course screaming at her and still being very overconfident and saying, this is your last chance to join me and everything. And the whole time she's just throwing like energy bursts at him and bringing tentacles out of the ground. And then she taps something at one point, just brings up this energy and Kronos looks kind of terrified for a second. And she's holding this weapon. And it is the, I don't know what they call it when it's a trident that only has two points, but it's obviously uh, something that we've seen Hades hold in his, you know, like big royalty pictures or something like that. So she says, oh, this is so beautiful and lovely to hold. Not that you would know, because this is my realm. Oh, she is so full on. And I'm just, the whole time I'm watching this, I am literally shrieking what all the commenters have been shrieking for a while. It's our queen! (laughs) (laughs) And Kronos comes up and grabs her by the throat, and she just stares at him. She's like, really? I guess we're going to do this the hard way. And you see Kronos kind of looking worried for a second, and like this odd little lights or something, maybe a buzzing sound. And then Persephone opens up her mouth and just bees everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) There's even like, as the bees are coming out, there's like a little tiny little word bubble underneath it that just says bees. You see the you see the newscasters and you've got the Chiron running on the bottom. It just says bees, bees, bees. Oh man! And then there's a great picture of her in the distance with her mouth open and bees coming out everywhere. And then you see it come back to her and she's like got her hand over her face. She's like whoopsie and she goes hiccup. Just very, (laughs) just adorable, just adorable. Now I think it's the very next thing she does where she tells Kronos. How does she introduce the next thing that she does? She said, I have many talents and skills. Yes. And she says, I knew that you didn't want to go back to Tartarus. So I'm bringing Tartarus to you by giving it a physical form. And there's this just towering thing with horns and multiple arms and everything just stalking towards Kronos and huge, like about as big up against Kronos as Kronos was up against Persephone before she transformed. So yeah. Yes. Great yes. big thing. Yeah, and she even says, you know, your your thing is apparently swallowing people. I thought you should get a chance to see what it feels like. And it's just, oh, it's so perfect. And Tartarus grabs Kronos and, like, drops him into his mouth. And just before he disappears, he says something like, I'll see you again soon. So we can't yeah. count Kronos out entirely yet, but he is back imprisoned in Tartarus, literally. Oh, and then... Tartarus is there, this giant monster-like thing, and Persephone's talking to it and saying, you know, that was very good, you know, you must be tired, I know I am. And the next image, you see her just giving it just a little kiss on its nose, and it says, will you visit me? And she says, of course, and said, well, let's go back now, I'll see you on the other side. And she, oh, I love that, the fact that that she she's not going to... Th- think of her weapons or her abilities you know it's not going to be able to use people she actually bonds with people like she bonded with Tartarus ah so then there's this image of her falling through the air and as she falls she kind of goes back to you know the outfit that she was wearing before all this started with the long coat and everything and she's falling falling and you see these arms come up and catch her and it's Hades (laughs) 
And she looks up at him and she says, is it really you? And he said, you saved us. And she says, you saved me. And then they kiss. And it's glorious. Oh, it's so much. Not just one kiss. We get like two great images. I mean, after we've been waiting for it for so long. I mean, I don't know, but like maybe 10, 12 episodes. I can't remember how long this second half of the season was. <laughs> felt like forever. But it's just so beautiful. And you wouldn't think that we needed anything more than that, but we got a lot more images after that. It got all of the people who had been in that hibernation waking up. So Poseidon waking up, um, Hera waking up, uh, Hestia waking up, and you know all the people who had been waiting them for them, just embracing them. And then you saw Ares like guiding Zeus out of the underworld. He's thrown his cloak over him, and oh, just and oh, and you saw. I'm pretty sure it was Demeter waking up and there's like a human worshiper or something suddenly looking up at her. So obviously yeah. she was in hibernation along with everybody else. So I guess I thought it was interesting that you couldn't see her face at all. Her face was completely covered by her hair. And I wonder what that means. Like, is there something about her face that we're going to find out later? I'm thinking since Zeus took away all of her powers and sent her down into the mortal realm that maybe she's aged. I mean, it has been 10 years. Yeah, it could have been. We also see um, Hecate and Hermes kind of supporting each other out, so we got to see them again. I didn't know what I was looking at at first. We saw Morpheus way from a distance holding somebody next to her who had these towering white wings. Like, that was Thanatos, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, oh, no, I don't think it was Thanatos. I think it was um, because it's actually the brother of Thanatos. It's uh, whatever the name for dream is. Hypnos. Oh, Hypnos. Because, uh, okay. That's, yeah, exactly. I saw that. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, is that Thanatos? No, wait. That's <laughs> So, yeah, at least because uh, the Hypnos had disappeared, I guess, when the Mad Titan was starting to take people's bodies over. Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. I guess, which means I guess Morpheus will be able to go back into dreams now, which is nice. <sighs> so, yeah, so I do, I we are going to have to find out a bunch of things. Is Zeus gonna let this go now i mean if he decides that he thinks that persephone still needs to be punished when she's now the dread queen of the underworld oh there's no way i I sure hope not i mean i've always hoped that zeus would have more sense um the fact that he saves the day twice in this one little storyline here has been pretty great but um i'm wondering how demeter's gonna react because demeter isn't gonna be happy that her daughter's now you know she's gonna think that she's trapped in the underworld yeah, and then we have the original Persephone myth where she only spends part of her time in the underworld. So I wonder if that's going to be part of it. Also, we did not see Apollo even once in these nope. two episodes. Nope. So we still have to find out what the hell. I mean, obviously, he he can't have a claim on Persephone anymore. She is so obviously queen of the underworld, and she's obviously with Hades. But are we going to see Apollo get his comeuppance after everything that he did? We need to. We desperately yeah. need to. Him and Lisa. Except- Except for the fact that during the 10 years when all this crap was going on, he was doing community service and making himself really popular in Olympus. So now we've got like a lot of people who are going to be more willing to buy his side of the story. However, Dread Queen Persephone, yes. come on. <laughs> Just exactly what I wanted out of the end of this particular storyline. Yes. Just beautiful. I mean, it's... I, bravo to uh, Rachel Smythe and f- very well deserved the Eisner that you just got. It's just a glorious series. And I'm looking forward. I think we've got maybe a little bit more than a month before the Hugo Awards, and I think she's going to get it this time for the uh, uh, best does. graphic novel. That's so, so good. 
So we know we're going to get a little hiatus at some point, but I looked and there are two episodes waiting for us with the fast pass. So the hiatus, I mean, like it's going to be what, like a couple weeks? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Something like yeah, that. She's taking not a vacation. Terribly. No. Yeah. Not terribly long. Um, oh, so we have more story to come. Yay. Also, I heard rumors that this next season, mm-hmm. which it's interesting to know that this is, you know, episode uh, 206 finished up the second season. Um, we've only got one more season left. However, that's still going to be like a hundred episodes, something like. So, so there's still yeah. a lot more story to tell. Yeah, I just found that out today. Somebody said that Rachel had said it. I haven't watched any of the interviews with her, and I don't. You know, I follow her feed sometimes on Twitter, but I think she is pretty good about answering people's questions. So I believe one of the fans says that she was the one who said that this next season is the last one. So we were always wondering how long she was going to keep going with this. I did see one of the commenters said that they wanted to start a petition to have a like TV show hopefully animated directed and produced by Rachel and I saw that and I thought isn't that already a thing that's like in yeah. development yeah yeah a lot of the commenters actually commented on that they're like yeah they announced it uh, a couple years ago but like you said everything's sort of up in the air with Netflix stuff so I don't know this is true yeah so on to other things I just mentioned real briefly I did finally finish up the second season of Picard and I just it's not horrible like I don't think at any time anybody is embarrassing and there were a couple things that happened that I'm like oh okay that's pretty fun like at one point you've got this one character he's a spaceship captain starship captain whatever they've all been thrown back into the past Uh, he ends up bonding with this one woman who is a doctor and they both happen to be Latino that's just part of the story and everything and um, they kind of like a will they won't they sort of thing going on and it comes out what he actually is you know she finds it out by accident she's got to save somebody he has somebody be the equipment that she needs right into his hands and she's all shocked and she takes it and saves the person and turns and looks at him and she's like are, are you from outer space and he's like no I'm from Chile I just work in outer space and I'm like oh, okay that's pretty cool like, <laughs> <laughs> but on the whole I can't recommend it it's just I, I just don't think it's written very well I think it's the problem well that's right? interesting because the red letter media guys have been doing like an episode by episode recap of Picard yeah. ever since the first season but Nathan says they hate watch it and that's in there yeah. they've been picking it apart but I haven't watched any of those episodes yet now I'm curious to see if maybe they share your opinion about that and it is kind of yeah. nice to hear here when someone uh, manages to articulate why they don't like something. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to it's hard for me to put my finger on it, but it doesn't have the heart that I feel like the next generation has. Even when I watch old next generation episodes that have, you know, gotten a little dated because whatever, they're 30 years old now, a lot of them. Um, I, I still feel like there was something in it that still resonates with me. But I don't know, maybe it's just because of nostalgia reasons. Sometimes that can happen, but there's just something off about the series. So oh. It's a shame. I uh, I hear there is going to be another season, and next season they are bringing back all of the actors from The Next Generation, including Gates McFadden, which I think... Wow, is okay. So, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, so we'll see. Oh, it's man. Interesting. Speaking of the older Star Trek, of course, we lost Nichelle Nichols today, which oh, is oh such a shame. And I know she yeah. was... I think she had slipped so far in these last few years. And I know there was in this whole thing back and forth about like a former manager maybe was taking advantage of her. So her son swooped in, but then people were accusing him of taking advantage of her. And I just, I kind of hope that she wasn't actually aware of all of that. Me too. Yeah. That's just really sad. But it just seems like it's one of those things with every big celebrity. If they start slipping in their final years, you've got like multiple groups of people 
who all say that they have, you know, the person's best interest at heart and everybody else is taking advantage of them for their money. And, you know, everybody's literally pointing fingers at everybody else. So it just, there ought to be some kind of insurance one can buy if you're a celebrity to say, this is my money, this is what I want done with it, and nobody else is allowed to interfere. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would guess that on the times that we don't hear anything about that, about a celebrity, they've probably done that. Oh, I would hope so. Good grief. I've got really good lawyers. <laughs> anyway, the only other thing I wanted to mention is that we have six photo galleries up right now. Um, we have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then Lauren also had a photo gallery that she put up. So we're waiting on uh, the interview that Lauren did with the, it was the creators and some of the cast of the show Solar Opposites and Koala Man. Both sound very interesting. A lot of the people, I believe, who are involved in Rick and Morty are involved in these two, so they're very off-color animations. And we also have photo galleries coming from Alex DeHegshawn and Stephanie Agnes. So looking forward to all that. Keep an eye out on the site because, man, if you were in cosplay, there's a good chance we got your photo and we'd love to tag you in the pictures. And I love the um, pictures that you sent uh, in that package today. I mean, that was an epic drawing of Loki that you got. Oh, and that reminds me, we have to share a link to that Twitter um, thread with the uh, woman who did the artwork story about Loki's variant, like what happened if he actually managed to accomplish what he was trying to accomplish in the first Avengers movie. And that is just some of the most gorgeous Loki art I've ever seen. Never seen. It is just this brilliant painted style that looks similar to Tom Hiddleston, but I feel like it's just different enough that we don't get that weird kind of uncanny valley thing, you know? It's it's stylized, but it's recognizable, and it's just, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, my goodness. And that artist is also an animator, and she's got a bunch of different oh. projects. She just finished, like, her final project for her year in animation school, and that looks amazing, so I think we'll mm. see more of this person. Yeah, I think we will, too. Yeah, that picture that I got from you, Artist Alley, is always a fun thing to walk up in down just to, I mean, you've got so many different areas in San Diego Comic-Con where you can get original art, and I either find it over in the small press area, which is where a lot of people have prints of their stuff, or I find it in an artist's alley, and you never know what you're going to run across, and I just happen to be walking along, and I like buying small prints because I don't have a lot of room on my wall, but I do have a book where I put like little prints in, and so I'm always on the lookout for that, and I saw that picture of Loki, and I was like, oh my god, I have to get that, and she takes it, and she's like, oh, do you want me to sign it? I was like, oh yeah, sure. She said, who's it for? Is it for you or someone else? I'm like, oh my God, it's for my sister Catherine. So she didn't put your name on it. Like, Yay. Yay! But I guess that is going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixladygeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. So, like we said, keep an eye out for that. I also have a review of The Magic Order Volume 3, Issue 1. And The Magic Order Volume 1, it's a Mark Millar story. I loved that one. It was so weird and dark and creepy and wrong in places. And then they had Volume 2, and I was like... I don't know. I feel like there's a lot missing. Well, it turns out a lot of the stuff that was missing was missing on purpose because now they've started volume three. Me. And I really, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of violence, very violent. <laughs> trigger warning for all of that. But you can look out for that on the site. And Catherine's book reviews. You are almost caught up with every single one of the Hugo nominated stuff, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, I've even read um, one of the related works um, that was like How to Destroy a Life on Twitter or How Twitter Can Destroy a Life. That one's really good. That's very powerful. Yeah. And I just yeah. have the short story 
stories to share a review of, and then nice. I will be able to move on to all the other books that have been coming out. Andrew Hunter Murray's next book about the planet's rotation stopping, that's already out, so I've got to read that. Man, that and the continuation of Tamsin Mirror's um, Harrow the Ninth and Gideon the Ninth and the next book, what is it, Nona the Ninth? Nona the Ninth, yep. That's coming out pretty soon, too. <laughs> so much. All that and more, pixelatedgeek.com. So, I guess next week, well, technically today, we had a Night Vale episode release, I believe, but you know, we're sticking to our schedule, so we will have Night Vale next week, and whatever else comes across our plates in the nerd world, so one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to y'all later. going to have oh sorry um i was going to do it all that and more in a minute give me a sec